0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
1: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game back at a Chuck show, Hanging out in the Keyes Studios on this Wednesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, Braves uh, did make at least one move here before the uh, the deadline, and uh, of course they made a couple of bullpen uh, moves, but uh, right at the deadline, moved, made a move for uh, Brad Hand, but did not pull the trigger on a uh, on a starter. So let's head up to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to Dan Gartland. He covers Major League Baseball for Sports Illustrated. He also covers uh, wrestling for the publication uh, as well. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Dan underscore Gartland. Dan, uh, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining me here in Atlanta for a few minutes this evening.
0: Yeah, of course, sure thing. Um,
1: you know, were you a little bit surprised that the Braves weren't able to pull a move for another starting pitcher? We saw the bullpen pieces, but were you a little bit surprised that they couldn't make a move for a starter?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of competition, right? So, and, and certainly two of the tough pitches available were uh, playing for the rival Mets, and the Mets are probably not, Keen to make a deal with the Braves and give up some some uh, give up one of their better players to them, but um, no, I think and they have a they have a decent rotation. It's not a team with a lot a lot of holes. So, you know, they they uh, strengthen up that bullpen with Brad Hand, and I think they must feel that uh, that they're okay with that.
1: You know, I I did think it was interesting. I read somewhere about the idea that you know the Braves farm system isn't what it once was a few years ago, and part of that is because you've had Strider and Michael Harris and Bryce Elder guys that are coming up and performing at a high level that maybe, and, and, and this is, you know, again, this is a good problem to have, but maybe because there's been so many guys that have come up and succeeded that the farm system isn't as deep and maybe the Braves didn't have as much to offer some other teams.
0: Yeah. And they've also made, made a lot of trades in the past, right. For guys like Sean Murphy and Matt Olson. And so, uh, you know those, those trades take prospects off the board, and so you know you make those moves back then. You don't have the same kind of resources to offer up this time around. But again, I think you know they're they're in their <laughs> best record in the majors, right? So they're they're in a good spot.
1: Yeah, and Dan, do you look at a team like this as they're the best team in baseball right now?
0: I think yeah. I mean, pretty pretty undisputedly, right? There's certainly in the National League um, not a lot of competition. I think there's some good teams in the AL, especially. You know, maybe, maybe the, the Blue Jays and the Orioles don't have the same number of wins as the, as, the, uh, as the Braves do, but that's because the Blue Jays and Orioles are in a really tough AL East, and they're all beating up on each other, right? So, um, you know, they're, uh, they're up there, but, uh, you know, and the, the tough thing is they're, they might finish, you know, with, with 10 or 12 wins more than any other team in the league this year, but then it's that crapshoot in the playoffs, and they have to see what happens then. Dan Gartland uh, joining me on the hotline, baseball
1: writer for SI.com. Um, look, we we joke about it. like I, you know, I'll, I'll say right out, I hate the Mets. Okay, I, I I truly hate the New York Mets. I hate the Red Sox. I hate the Mets. That's two teams that that I will root for their demise every time. I do think it's funny that you got 16 starts out of uh, not you personally, but but the Mets got 16 starts out of Justin Verlander and are going to pay about $50 million for him to walk away. This has been a disaster, and I, I will contend that might have been the worst contract in baseball history. Maybe not all Verlander's fault, but certainly with the injuries and things and not getting a, not a lot out of him, this, this is a disaster all the way around for the New York Mets. I don't know if there's any other way to spin it with, their, you know, with, this, with the contracts that they gave out this year.
0: Well... So my dad's a Mets fan, so I'm sure he'll like to hear that. But um, no, but I think you know Verlander. You know that's a risk you run when you when you sign a pitcher who's on the wrong side of 40. Um, but I think like it, it, it they're playing a different sport because Steve Cohen has more money than any owner in baseball, right? So what's a, what's a bad contract to him is not the same as what's a bad was a bad contract to Liberty Media with the Braves or the Steinbrenners or whatever. So um, you know I think. They, uh, Cohen, you know, if, 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 uh, if, if he had, you know, if, he, if the Mets weren't as, as rich as they are, then Cohen might've been more content to sit on Verlander and, you know, and not trade him. Um, but I think just because they got rid of him, got some value out of him in, in what's a lost season for the team for reasons beyond the Verlander and, and Scherzer deals. Right. I mean, there, there's, the Mets have a lot of problems. Um, their rookies have really not lived up to expectations. And so that's, that's one of the problems that's, that's, got them in the position they're in right now. And the bullpen with Diaz going down during the World Baseball Classic, right? they've, got, they've got issues that run deeper than just those two big pitcher contracts. But again, Cohen being, having the, the money that he does was able to trade those guys away and get better return for them because you know, he's one of the only guys who's willing to offer them the kind of money that they got. And so when they're, you're trying to trade into another team, those teams don't have the appetite to pay them those high salaries. So Cohen was able to say, "Hey, I'll, I'll off front, I'll, I'll I'll offload some of that that money, offset it, and um, you know, and you give me a better profit in return, and, and in exchange, I'll I'll foot the bill for his uh for his salary." So I think Cohen, you know, made the in the mess, made the best out of what was a really bad situation. Dan,
1: are the uh, Baltimore Orioles the best story in baseball this year? I mean, they're not dynamic, they're not flashy, but but boy, I mean, they have won a crap ton of games and. In- you know, you, you, to your point, that's such a good division. Sixty-six and forty-one in that division is sixty-six and forty-one in that division. I give them all the credit in the world, and you know, again, we've looked at some of their young talent, but I don't think anybody saw this coming out of Baltimore.
0: Yeah, and it's they also they have a problem—not a problem, but one of the, you know maybe the one new area where they're weak is in the starting rotation, and uh, so they did make a move for for Jack Flaherty uh, from the Cardinals, and and that'll be. You know that that should help them uh, down the stretch here. But that's you know, I talked about the Mets having their rookies not live up to expectations. It's the opposite with the Orioles. You know, not Adley Rutschman, not a rookie, but a young guy. He's been playing great, and they have um, also the um, what's the other guy's name? They had uh, oh Jordan Westberg. They just brought up um, a couple others. Like they're, and the bullpen is fantastic. They've got some like Felix Bautista, the fireballer. Like, I don't. He's probably the most dominant reliever in in all the majors right now, and, and they're. Uh, if they can keep it up, I mean, you know, again, tough division, but if they can keep it up, they're, uh they might go far.
1: You know, Dan, um, we just saw the uh, the Angels here, and and by the way, I call them the California Angels because I'm not, I'm an old guy, and sure. I, you know, was Gene Autry was was running the, you know, owned the team, and we, I call them the California Angels. So, um, but it's another year where you know now the Angels after losing, now they're in fourth place. You know, they they were you know playing pretty well, but. Still three games over five hundred, but now in fourth place, they're six games back. You know, it's a year where Trout is hurt again. You know, why would Shohei Otani, even though they love him and there's money to be had with all the endorsements, stuff like that, but why would Otani from a baseball perspective continue to stay with the Los Angeles Angels and and decide to re-up with them? I mean, at some point, isn't it about winning? I mean, you can make your money, but isn't
0: at some point about winning yeah I, I don't i don't really think he will stay it, it, it's it's the winning thing which he has you know he doesn't obviously with the language barrier he's not really um speaking to the media all that often and when he does it's, it's through an interpreter it's not very in depth but there are some comments that he made in the past about wanting to win and credit to the angels for trying to do that but um you know i think it's the combination of the money and and the winning and the Angels don't really, you know, they don't have a history of offering. I mean, they've offered, you know, bigger contracts to guys like Albert Pujols and Anthony Rendon in the past. But um, I don't know how willing Artie Moreno is to to open up his wallet and give um, give Otani the kind of money that a team like the Dodgers will. I think the, the Dodgers are the favorite because they have that winning pedigree, uh, they have, you know, ton of money and nicer to Otani if he doesn't have to move. Right. So uh, I think, you know, it's it's. Credit to them for credit to the Angels for you know making moves at the deadline here to even though their their playoff chances are, are slipping and, and are not great to begin with. Um, you know, the, the, give them credit for at least making the push in, in what looks like it's going to be Otani's last year.
1: Sorry, let's uh let's switch gears here completely. So, um, SummerSlam, you know, <laughs> I, I, on on paper, this doesn't look like a great card, but you know. Here's the thing about the WWE that I can say this year: I give them the benefit of the doubt because their pay-per-views have been outstanding this year. Starting starting with Royal Rumble and, and going through the Puerto Rico show and you know everything else, WrestleMania. I, you know, I really for for the first time in a long time, even though that this doesn't look like a great card on paper, I give them the benefit of the doubt because they've delivered this year on pay-per-views and. And I'm not expecting anything less come Saturday when when SummerSlam rolls around. There's going to be some surprises, and there's going to be some things we don't expect because it's been that kind of year for WWE.
0: Yeah, I think you know give a lot of credit to to Triple H as the the new head of creative. There, he's really uh, turned things around in a way that that you know Vince McMahon had a had a kind of um, you know inconsistent booking strategy, and Triple H seems to be a guy who's, who's less um, you know less liable to sort of uh, play on his whims, and he's got, he's got more of a consistent plan going. And I think, you know, obviously, like, WWE, they, you know, like, I it, you go back and forth whether you prefer them or AEW, but there's, in terms of storytelling, but there's no denying that, like, AE, WWE has top-notch in-ring talent, and so you're going to get, you know, like, um, Ricochet is, like, one of the most athletic guys you'll ever see on your TV screen in any capacity, and he's got a match against Logan Paul. And Logan Paul is a guy who, even as a part-timer, as a guy who's mainly – famous for YouTube. He's really embraced being a wrestler and he's really taken it seriously. And every time he's been on, on screen, he delivers and he he knows how to get the crowd uh to to boo him and he's got some really great, surprisingly great athleticism. I think that'll be a match that, you know, people maybe aren't looking at to to steal the show, but I think that's, you know, that's one that I'd be watching for sure.
1: Yeah, and, you know, obviously Royal Rumble, they they do that crazy spot, uh you know, that right. when they jump across the ring at one another. I mean, I, I, you know, I, again, uh, for what it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really fun match because, it, to your point, and, and I'll give the WWE credit for this, and, and I think even more than AEW, when, when they bring people in, whether it's Bad Bunny or whether it's a Logan Paul, they, they, those guys buy into it. Like they buy into what the WWE is. And, and it's not just, some goofy gimmick spot or whatever like that, they really do take this thing seriously. And, and you see that they work hard at this and, and they work hard to try to be good at what they're doing out there.
0: Yeah. It's a long way from uh Snooki. I think that was WrestleMania. You know, they, they get people who are there, uh, you know, they they want to be there. They take it seriously. They're fans first and foremost. Um, and that's, you know, that helps when you get somebody who's who knows, who knows the deal beforehand and they, they can really uh, get in there and, and, and show the fans what they want. You know, Dan, um, and I've had Tony Khan on the
1: show, and I've had a chance to talk to him, and he's a great guy, and, and I, I do like the promotion, but, boy, at times it is just – it's hard to watch the, the booking on, on some of those shows for AEW. I mean, I just – I scratch my head, and, you know, you talk about the inner ring I mean, look, you know, the Saturday – I mean, it, the Saturday show for Collision – has looked like a completely different show than than Dynamite. And I think we kind of thought that with FTR and CM Punk and some of those guys were going to be featured on that show. But, boy, it really is dramatic when you watch Collision just in the presentation of that show versus even AEW Dynamite, which is their flagship show.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly in their history, their brief history, they've done a good job at – differentiating their different products, which can be, which can be tough. I think the the, the thing with them is they do have, you know, it, it happens with WWE too. They go through hot streaks and cold streaks with their, with their storytelling and their booking. Uh, the problem for EW is they're the new, the new kid on the block. And so every time there's a cold streak, uh, it's kind of, you know, it, it kind of amplifies things and they, they draw a little more criticism than, than you might expect. Um, but, you know, they, they, give them credit for trying to, 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 uh, to do the Saturday show, I know that's I haven't been able to watch that so much because I, you know, I got plans on Saturday night. I, know, I think a lot. I'm not the only one. I think people are not usually sitting down to watch wrestling on a Saturday night. But uh, hopefully, they're gonna make good work.
1: Last question for you: um, Do you still think the plan is at some point for Cody to beat Roman Reigns and take the belt? I I still go back to WrestleMania. I still think it was a mistake having Cody lose to to Roman Reigns and and. Again, you could have still done a lot of this story even without Roman Reigns having the title, especially because, again, Jey Uso is not beating Roman Reigns. I mean, with with all due respect, even Triple H and Vince McMahon are not going to put the belt on the WWE title, the universal title. They're not going to put it on Jey Uso. So if that's not going to happen, is it going to be Cody at some point that maybe next year at WrestleMania that he finally breaks through in this whole thing?
0: Yeah, I think I mean I, I was in the minority, and I thought that they that Roman should have won that match at WrestleMania because I think one thing that uh, even if you you know even it's not to say that he should have that I think he was going to because one thing to remember is that WWE they love their own history and Roman was approaching that thousand day milestone as mm-hmm. champion and you know they, they really want to you know you, you you better believe they were gonna they were gonna push that angle um, right. and you know and the other thing about that is uh, you had. Roman kind of becoming stale to an extent as the champion, but then by introducing now the second title belt on raw, you kind of add a new flavor to all your, to, to raw, especially, right? Raw was, 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 lacking without that, the presence of the champion there. So then you add the belt, uh, the new belt that's held by, um, by, Seth, <clears throat> by Seth Rollins now. And that adds a little bit more, you know, color to the show. It, it, it really makes the whole show come together a lot better. Um, and for Cody, you know, he had just come back not that long ago from that long injury layoff after he had that torn pec, where he wrestled that match at Hell in a Cell with the torn mm-hmm. pec, which was like, I mean, that's a match. You know, give the belt to the guy right there, right after that that torn pec. But he had just come back from that, and I think it 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 would have felt a little bit rushed to then immediately hand him the belt. And I think now he gets to gets to prove to people a little bit more why he deserves to be champion.
1: Well, I, I definitely think he's gonna beat Brock because again, it would not make sense for him to lose. Uh, to Brock if you're trying to build some storyline to it. So that's, right. that's, that's the other part about uh, this, too. So you can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Dan underscore Gartland, baseball writer, wrestling writer for SI.com, and he joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Dan, really appreciate the time. Thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta. We'll chat again soon.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. You okay. got
1: it. When we come back from the top of the hour, we'll be time for the Falcons flyover. Falcons did have a couple of injuries today. We'll hear lots of clips as well from all the parties involved. Drake London, Arthur Smith, and everybody else. Kyle Pitts as well. Chuck Reed, Nakia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, odyssey.com app.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up
1: America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.